In a world where we base our self-worth on social media likes, the opinions of others, and how we measure up to those around us, it can be difficult to embrace what we love about ourselves. Self-worth isn't what you have, it's not what you do. It's what's inside of you and how you feel about the world you've built. Join me, Lynn Howard, as we climb the mountain together to reach the peak of our happiness and peace of mind. This is Are You Worth It? Spoiler alert, you are. Hey y'all, welcome or welcome back to Are You Worth It? Spoiler alert, you are. Today's podcast is going to be a little bit different. I'm going to I'm going to do something I don't normally do. I'm going to talk a little bit about my past. <laughs> I don't tend to talk about things like that. Um I don't know. I just part of me feels like it's not really anybody's business. I've never been like a major oversharer when it comes to the darker places of my life. Um, but I also don't want anyone to ever think of me as that person who I was before um, or as a victim or look on me with pity. The reason <laughs> I'm oversharing is because I do want to show you that no matter where you are in your life, no matter what things you have gone through, you can overcome and build a beautiful, peace filled life. Something popped up on my Facebook. Um, was it yesterday? I believe because today, today's Tuesday. I normally record this on Monday. We're recording this on Tuesday before I go shopping with my mother. This is one of our days of the month that we actually go and hang out together because we love going to thrift stores. But something popped up on my Facebook. Um, a friend posted a picture of the after effects of being well, of being abused. Um, and although I can tell you 100% that I am recovered, <laughs> you, you know, as a, a domestic violence survivor, I have recovered emotionally. There are still times that um, my mind, my heart, my body all war with each other. And that was one of the times. And instead of, of course, the old, you know, sense of fear and anxiety, I was angry. <laughs> I was I was angry. I'm a pretty small person. I'm 5'3", but I wanted to track this man down. And I'm not a violent person by any stretch of the imagination. But I felt this needed to be discussed. Um, because there might be some of you listening to this that are going through it now, who have gone through it in the past. Maybe you're still struggling to get past um, that PTSD and, and the anxiety of when someone raises their voice, things like that. Um, before I begin, I want you to know that there is professional help out there. I have gotten professional help. I have seen a therapist. I went to therapy for years to overcome PTSD. And if you feel that you need to see someone, one of your best resources at the time, especially with, you know, a lot of people are still doing a lot of Zoom, is BetterHelp.com. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. 
If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash are you worth it. That's better betterhelp.com forward slash are you worth it. So I will not be naming names for obvious reasons, <laughs> although one of the um, people in my, my, my story or, or my history is no longer on this planet. But I can tell you that my history goes all the way back to childhood. Uh, my father was an alcoholic. Um, he was, I'm going to say abusive to my mother, not to us so much. Although, listen, if you've been there and seen it, you know that that does change who you are as a child witnessing things like that. Um, it changes how you see the world. And for me, it changed how I see, saw men. I am a daddy's girl or was a daddy's girl. My daddy passed away um, a few years back, but I can tell you Obviously, he wasn't the greatest dad to put us through seeing what we did. And it did instill in me a distrust of Ben. And, and that's not a healthy place to be. Um, fast forward, parents get divorced. My stepfather was abusive to all of us. Fast forward, and what did I do? I married an abusive alcoholic. <laughs> my very First love, actually, at 20 years old, it was the first time I ever truly, deeply fell in love. I married him. I think in my young mind, part of me was that was normal because that's what I had seen, what I had grown up with. And the other part of me, because love conquers all. Love will cure it. I can love him enough for both of us. The, the naivete, you know, of being a young woman and, and wanting a normal life. You cannot change someone. You cannot make someone love you or love themselves. And I do believe a lot of times people with addictions and abusive tendencies, they don't love themselves. They don't like themselves. They have mental issues of their own. There's no way you can fix it. There's no way. All you can do is ensure that you are safe. So the first thing I want to tell you, if you are currently living in a situation like that, you can get away. If you have to ask for outside help to maybe get you out of the situation while the person's at work, if you need somewhere to stay, I promise you, even if you don't have a huge, you know, network, family, friends that will take you in, there are organizations for women um, where you can go stay in complete anonymity. Even if you have to drop everything and run, they they take donations of clothing and, and, you know, bedding and makeup and things like that so that you can restart your life. So I want you to know you can survive this and you can get away. So please, if you need help, please reach out. Once you are out, you are still going to suffer from PTSD. I am doing remarkably better. Like I am a very, very happy person. I still have nightmares and I've been married to my current husband, who is my best friend and like the coolest guy in the entire world. Like we were actual friends and still madly in love 17 years together. So I'm 17 years later, I'm still madly in love with my husband. I always tell people I'm spoiled rotten. I am. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a spoiled princess. Anything I want, I get. That sounds so bad. Not like I ask for crazy things, but 
I got a third dog. You know, we didn't need a third dog just because he wants me happy. But I do still sometimes have nightmares. And like yesterday, instead of, fortunately for me, instead of the uh, crying and shaking all day, um, it went to straight anger, which a lot of times my depression and anxiety does manifest as anger. I am one of those wonderfully lucky people that has the actual chemical imbalance and and it's entire side, my mom's entire side of the family, all the women, we all suffer from clinical depression. So it's fun. But again, there are ways to manage that. But while you are dealing with the PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, and yes, it's a real thing. I don't like when people overuse it. I can't stand when someone says they have PTSD from an encounter they had at a store of a rude person. If you suffer PTSD, you know how deeply that runs in your system. I mean, I, up until getting therapy and and learning how to meditate and visualize and calm myself down, if someone, a man, raised their voice, I would tremble. But it wasn't like I wanted to. My body would literally like vibrate. The adrenaline would course through my system. You know, I, I, until my husband now, I didn't trust men. I was afraid of men. It was like my entire life leading up to my current husband was filled with violence from men. But I broke the cycle. And that is what I'm trying to get to with you now is to break the cycle. Whether you're the first one in your family to deal with this, you don't want your children to repeat your cycle. If you're on a long line of generational trauma, break the cycle now. You can decide right here, right now, as you're listening to my voice, you will not live this way. You can make the changes. You can, you'll never get rid of the PTSD, but you can learn ways to deal with it, to live with it. I'm no longer in a stranglehold on a daily basis. Now a man yells, I kind of glance over, see what's going on. Nope, nothing to do with me. You know, I've taken self-defense courses. Um, again, I'm I'm a pretty small person. I'm 5'3", but I can get out of pretty much any grab and hold, you know, and I always, the running joke is if I ever disappear, look for someone missing a body part because I'm taking it with me, you know, fight to the, to the death. That was a, a terrible analogy, but you get what I'm saying there. You have to find a way to put your past in a box and shove it away. Because I, I'm going to tell you something I read, and I'd heard it so many times before, and for some reason it never really sunk in. The past does not exist. It's over. It's gone. You can't go back and revisit it. Just like the future doesn't exist. Like, you can plan for the future, but none of us are promised tomorrow. The future is a mere dream, wish, idea. The past is literally that. It's just memories. And memories, just like dreams when you're sleeping, cannot physically hurt you. So when you take those awful, awful memories and you shove them in a box, and if you have to, I literally do visualizations. I had this one lingering, um, terrible, terrible memory over this one bridge, and I'm not, okay, I will. Going over to this bridge, going home with a person that, yeah, um, he beat the hell out of me while I was driving over this bridge. And I thought we were going to go off the bridge. 
Now, fast forward all these years, I mean, this is 20 years ago, I still tense up and get a stomach ache and start shaking even at the sight of that bridge. So in October of 2022, my husband and I were going out of town and we had to go over this bridge. And I said, I need you to do me a favor. When we go over this bridge, I need you to help me to create a new memory. I need you to tell me you love me, something that simple. So as we went over the bridge, he reached over and he squeezed my leg and tapped it. And he says, I love you. And mentally, I took that memory and I shoved it in the box and I threw it over the side of the bridge into the river. I literally mentally pictured myself putting something in a box and throwing it over. So when we came back from out of town, we had to go back over this bridge again. I forgot about it. He says, I love you. And I'm like, oh, oh." it was like, it was one of those moments, like it's gone. I purged it. Obviously it's not always going to be that easy, but you need to find the method that works for you to purge those memories. Because again, the past does not exist. It can no longer physically hurt you. It might mess your head up sometimes. It might make you sad. I mean, you know, we remember people that are gone that have passed away and and sometimes we smile at the memories or sometimes we miss the person. I miss my daddy daily. Um, I don't cry anymore, luckily. I mean, usually the anniversary kind of brings up some emotions, but you can look back on the past with fondness and I'm not telling you not to feel your feelings. You have to feel your feelings so that you can work through them, but I'm telling you not to dwell on something that no longer exists. It cannot hurt you. It cannot touch you. It's over. It's gone. Take all that awfulness, put it in a box, bury it, throw it over a bridge, you know, flush it down the toilet, whatever you need to do in your mind. Maybe you're one of those people that need to purge it out on paper, write it out. You know, they tell you to write a letter and burn it. The letter, not the person. (laughs) I saw one of those little jokes. You know, maybe that works for you. You can put it in an envelope and address it to the person and then burn it. You know, it's symbolic. You're you're burning the past so that you can have a new future. Maybe you want to bury it in a garden, you know, and then plant flowers over it. So you're giving new life to something that at one point just choked you out. And now we're going to choke it out with the roots of beautiful flowers, you know, maybe herb plants or perennials or whatever. And then this part is a lot harder. Forgive. You hear forgive and forget. There is no such thing as forgetting for those of us who have experienced trauma. And my trauma and your trauma may be different. It may be similar. And I'm not discounting your trauma. My mom always makes this statement about, you know, she'd heard if everybody were to throw all their problems in a pile in the room, everybody would go back and take their own out because nobody wants to deal with what that person's dealing with. You know, when I think, oh man, I've got it bad. I think about one of my closest friends and the fact that at 46 years old, she's the oldest remaining member of her family. I still have family. So I'll keep my problems, thanks. (laughs) I I don't want to deal with anybody else's. But you have to learn to forgive the person, even if you can't forget forget the actual memory or the trauma or the event or the incident or whatever you want to call it. You know, again, like I said, I, I don't know what you're going through. If you need to talk to somebody, if you need to vent or purge, 
you can feel free to email me at areyouworthit.yahoo.com. But I do suggest if you're having problems moving forward to address this issue with a professional. I am not a psychologist. I am not a therapist. I am a coach. I am a life coach. I'm an abundance coach, self-care coach. I am here to help you move through things by telling you how I did it. And it worked. <laughs> it worked. And it, it doesn't happen overnight. I promise you, especially the forgiving. Forgiving is one of the hardest things to do. And you may have to, there have been people, <laughs> there have been people in my life that it has taken me months and sometimes years to forgive. There's somebody in my life now that even two years later, I'm still on a daily basis. I have to remember, I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you. Two years I've been working on this. I do forgive the person, but when those memories and that anger and that hurt comes up, I have to tell, I say it again out loud in my head, however you need to do it. I forgive you. I forgive you. Or say the name, you know, I forgive Susie. Maybe write it in a notebook, in a journal. Have your forgiveness journal, your gratitude journal, your, you know, whatever way that helps you to get this out of your system so that you can look at it subjectively. Because when we're in our feelings and we're feeling it, I mean, that's it. That's the end all be all. I know I've been there. You get suffocated, suffocated by these emotions and the pain and the memories. But again, the memories are the past and the past does not exist. So once you have moved forward, it's time to forgive that person for you. You don't have to tell them. You never have to tell the person that you forgave them. You're doing that for you so that you can release it from your heart and from your mind so that you can move forward to a healthier place in your life. That is how you find your peace and your joy and your happiness is by purging out all the negative, by realizing that those memories are nothing more than memories. It's the past. The past does not exist. Man, I popped that pee on that, didn't I? <laughs> I almost, I feel like I need to enunciate it every single word. The past does not exist. And by allowing the past to completely control your every action will prevent you from having the present and the future that you dream of. It is possible to survive these traumas and to excel while healing from these dramas. I, you know, again, it took, it took me years, 31 years of violence from men. And it took me that long. And actually it took me longer than that to fully heal and learn to trust and not to see every man as a future, you know, source of pain. I hate to say it. I mean, I've got brothers and uncles and nephews and sons, but when you grow up like that and seeing that, and I'm not saying just for men in case, you know, there are men listening, this might be for you, for women, you know, you might have the same experience for women, but I'm speaking from my side. So that's how I, I don't know what it's like to be a man. So I'm speaking from my own experience. So I'm sorry if I felt like I was excluding anybody. I promise I'm not, but I'm speaking from my side, what I have experienced. So I hope this helped at least one person. It is possible to excel and to 
build the life of your dreams and to be happy and to be filled with joy and to see this beautiful world we live in and what it has to offer us without that film over our eyes and without that ice and that coal just squeezing our hearts, it's possible to recover. Not just recover, but excel and just build that life. Build that life that you want because you're worth it. Not because of what you own, not because of your looks. You're worth it because you're alive. You're worth it. So that's what I have for you guys this week. I will talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Are You Worth It? Spoiler alert, you are. If you have any questions or you have a topic suggestion or request, feel free to email me at areyouworthit at yahoo.com. You can show your support for this podcast by leaving a review on whichever outlet you listen from. See you guys next week.